welcome to the threesome, y'all. This is the podcast where the three of us try to discuss at least three topics each week. If you are back for more of this ridiculousness, glutton for punishment, (laughs) you are glutton for punishment, but we thank you for putting up with us again. If this is your first time finding us, uh, glad to have you. Welcome. And as always, we apologize in advance. I'm questioning y'all's self-esteem. I'm fucking delightful. Excuse me. Excuse me. That's my word. Y'all know. Our friend. I'm fucking delightful. Okay. Not the point. Uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> So, our point person <laughs> and our optimistic realist is known as Star. I want to let you know I'm not just for show. <laughs> okay. I haven't, whew, I haven't watched School Days in I don't know how long. That was a terrible rendition of it, too. <laughs> anyway. But, you, but I still the recognize it. It's a terrible it. rendition. <sighs> well, I mean, School Days being a musical was hilarious to me. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that movie. Yeah. I, well, I did too because it came out like right when I was going to college. So, um, I liked it more back then. For, yeah, exactly. yeah. It's a, and, sometimes and I'm harder to watch as you get older, but. And expectations versus reality was weird. Yeah. Anyway. Felt the same way like about Porky's and them type of movies. High school didn't go anything well, like that. Well, see, with me, it was fame in high school. Like, I expected high school to be like fame, and it wasn't shit like fame. You got to go to a performing arts school? school? No. No, I didn't. We didn't even have one. I know the high school you went to. There's a lot of performing, but... Right, but we weren't dancing on tables in the lunchroom and shit. It was no fun. (laughs) 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 Our man in the middle and our voice of reason, we call him Magic. Daddy long stroke. (laughs) Papa. And bringing up the rear, as always, I will not be singing any songs from (laughs) school day. I identify as the pragmatic contrarian, and they call me Storm. But I will say, wake up! (laughs) Arbitrary. (laughs) Like, that shit was so arbitrary at the end. I was just like, okay. It's a spikery joint. Right. I got it. I mean, I got it, but it was just so weird. Like, it was just like, (sighs) anyway. Like, after you just watched all this foolishness, wake up. Shout out to black on black racism. Right. Why I got to be all that, Dap? Anyway. So, you should have hair like this. So, the boys are giving you a kiss. Right. And and what was weird about that? I don't know. What it's my favorite weird? sequence in the, in the whole movie, though. I, what was weird about that was the whole, this thing about fake hair being somehow about being dark skin versus light skin. I was, I was like, that was just a weird amalgamation of different topics to me. Because <laughs> we know? all know how yellow chicks' mamas don't know how to do their hair. I don't know about that, but I will say this. You've seen um, it. I will say this, that, I mean, at the time when that came out, like, I had a fierce set of braids. <laughs> and I, nobody's about to mistake me for light skin. So, I mean, but anyway, fun times. 
You got me to really yeah. thinking because, like, yeah, whatever. Fun t- yeah, fun times in the eighties. You know when when we only had ourselves to argue with. Um, <laughs> you know Talk how people. you know you know white people like to reminisce about the simpler times of the fifties. You know, wish they could go back there. Ah, uh, the eighties. What it's white people you time. talking to? Is reminiscing about the fifties and how they can go back there. Oh my god, they're always on television talking about oh. they wish they could go back to simpler fucking times. Oh. They're always talking about the fucking fifties or the fucking twenties. Yeah, before the depression. Yeah, I think not it from was. the damn history books. The twenties wasn't all that simple. <sighs> Well, I mean, it wasn't ever simple for us, so. Um, yeah, but hell, it didn't <laughs> seem like it was too simple for them either, gangland. Yeah. Like, yeah, but my point is, like, I feel that way about the 80s. Like, that was back when, you know, oh, yeah. being a racist was a bad thing. Come on, yeah, Archie you know, Bunker and George Jefferson was prospering. That was, that was not in the 80s. That was in the 70s. It spilled over into the 80s. <laughs> We had evolved by the, but anyway, in the eighties, greed was good, which I guess mm. is problematic in its own. Thanks for the coke, Ronald, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Ooh, that, anyway. that takes me to that Phil Collins uh, video with him. Oh, I hated that video. <laughs> what is that? Uh, Land of confusion. I think yeah. So. Uh, speaking of Phil Collins, you know, wow, he's retiring. People just, yeah, people just aging around these parts, and I've mean, oh. been out for a minute. I know, but like he can't even like. I think they said at his last concert, he you know he couldn't stand up or he couldn't play the drums. He just you Aww. know sat there and sang, and I'm like, damn, that hurts my feelings. Mine too. <laughs> Meanwhile, Stevie's still out here cooking. Black power. <laughs> well, he's he a little slower at it, but he's still getting right. it. Yep. Man. Anyway, um, we got topics this week. <laughs> right. Um, let's go from. Well, let, let's do yours first, Star. You're always starting with me. Anyway. <laughs> I always starting with you. Set it off um. in this mother. <laughs> so I wanted to have a conversation about <clears throat> these delivery services. Um, and I'm lumping them all in one basket because I've either experienced pretty much all of them in my area. We're like shipped, Instacart, Wal, uh, Walmart delivery, Walgreens delivery, Uber Eats, and what's the other one? Uh, DoorDash and Grubhub. Like over the past maybe four years, I've ordered from all of those places and probably one or two more that I can't even think of at least twice. Um, and in some cases, quite a bit more. So here's a discussion I want to have, right? <clears throat> These places charge anywhere between 25 and 30% more than what you would spend in the stores, with the exception of Walgreens, Walmart, Okay. Um, but the rest of them charge 20 to 30% more than what you would pay in the store. And what you end up getting a lot of times is crap. Like, it's, it's like they just don't give two shits. Like, but it, and it goes from like the restaurants, if it's not the restaurants, is the people like actually dropping them off. And if it's not, you know, the stores that are that's packing the stuff, is the people actually dropping it off? Like I had I had a whole 
$200 order delivered to my house from Walmart. What is it about three or four weeks ago now? And the one item that I ordered that wasn't for me, that was for my mom, which was a pound of bologna, was the only thing that got dropped off on my front porch. Where's the rest of it? I would be ready to fight. <laughs> oh, listen, my daughter, because like there was some stuff in there for the baby and she was waiting on it, like some formula and some food and stuff because the baby had ran out. So I was like, oh, they sent the notification, you know, it should be pulling up or whatever, you know, real soon. Now, see, this is what ticks me off about her. Um, When you tell her like something's at the door, she'll like, won't immediately like go get it. And so drivers will like just leave stuff like, okay, if you don't want to come out the door and get it, they'll just leave it. Had she took her behind out there to go get it when I told her they were delivering it, she could have caught the driver and been like, hey, where's the rest of the stuff? Because more than likely what happened was that she had two or three orders in the car. But it still doesn't make sense to me how you drop off one bag with one pound of bologna. Like that didn't even come across to you as odd. Right. The delivery fee is more than exactly. the item. Like, who does that? Who does that? I'm going to pay $12 to have a pack of bologna delivered. Like, that doesn't make sense. So anyway, let's go to these other, these, these, um, these food delivery places. I've had stuff dropped off down the street. And that's a whole nother thing. When you call these customer service, when you call customer service, DoorDash is pretty okay. Um, but a lot of these other places, they're just ridiculous. Like, um, well, have you checked your neighbors? I'm not going to my neighbors for some food. Man, I, I just, I'm just fed up with them. What are the credentials for hiring the people to do these jobs? I don't even know. Probably not much of anything. But my whole thing about the the issues that start at like either the warehouses or the restaurants this is what you do and if you wouldn't hand this shit off into you know to somebody that's like in your store or coming through your drive through cuz you know they probably going to cuss you out and possibly throw that shit back through the window at you don't send it out to the to the to the customers ordering delivery why would you do that well I haven't had a lot of bad delivery experiences when it comes to restaurants. Um, I think part of that is because I don't order a lot of restaurant delivery. Um, Partly because I just, I I don't trust people in that way. (laughs) No, but I only order, well, when I did all, when I did a lot. Um, Going through my little depression and refuse to cook and whatever. But, well, I mean, I get it, but I mean, there, there are two things I am in life. Um, and yes, you know, I will say that I am lazy about things like that, but mm-hmm. I am also cheap. So I am not about to pay you that delivery fee <laughs> when I could just go pick it up. You know, I, I just, I, I'm just not going to do that. Mm-hmm. But so the only problems I've ever had with food delivery, um, with restaurant delivery is maybe... Like they forgot, like they didn't bring my drink. Yeah, that's a good one. Seems to be the thing. They didn't bring my drink or I specifically told them, you know, no mayo and they got mayo all over it, you know, which I'm like, well, good thing I'm not allergic to it. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's not that big of a deal. And my thing is the price that you pay, for the price that you pay, it's just like. Oh, I agree. The problem I have is um, when I've tried grocery delivery because Mm -hmm. for two reasons. Um, One, I don't understand how your website in the year 2022, okay, is not tied in to your inventory system. Yep. 
So if I'm on your website and I order something and you tell me that you have it in stock, then how come once I place my order, you're like, oh, that's not in stock. We ain't got none of that. We ain't got none of that. We ain't got none of that. And sometimes I think it's the people who are shopping for grocery, you know, sh doing the shopping for you, that they just don't, you know, put any effort into it. Because I know for a fact, like I've ordered from Meyer around the corner and um, I won't get something in my order and they'll be like, yeah, you know, we were out. And then like I go there the same day and they have it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you just really didn't look. You, you your know. shoppers were lazy. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's some of that. Also, never, I would never order produce from any of them. Oh, yeah. Because I'm very picky about my produce, and they will bring you crap stuff that's bruised, that's like, looks like it's on its last let. Like, they just yeah, don't yeah. give a fuck and that shit pisses me off because i'm like if i'm paying for it you know i want good quality shit so yeah yeah so because the grocery delivery is not up to par that's i've always said that's probably the single thing that's keeping me from going uh full hermit in this world so kudos to them for being in company <laughs> yes you're saving a life as a person that's done inventories for a living and stocked groceries for a living, no, they don't really keep track of inventory that well. Well, I agree, but they should. And yeah. I mean... They, Everything can be scanned at this point. And that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying, you know. And then you program in like a certain amount, you know, for loss prevention or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there there should be no way that your website is telling me that you have something and then you don't have it. Or there should be no way, like in Walmart's thing. I've kind of figured out what's going on with them. So in one instance, you'll have a particular location that'll be out of something for months, such as Nilla Wafers, okay? How the hell are you out of regular size Nilla Wafers for six months? How is that possible? And at this point, sometimes I don't even want it for real. I'm just looking, you know, I just take a look just to see if they, they fixed it. And I'm pretty sure there's other items like that, but this is what yeah. Walmart system does. Nestle Pure Life Water is like um, I don't know crack in in my area because I mean when I find it, I, I grab up like three or four cases of it because it's sold out like everywhere. And I'm like, what is going on? It's just water, but. And this, this is what Walmart will do. And I don't understand why their system is set up this way. Say if you're trying to order some green tea. And you normally order, you know, you put green tea on your order and it's $3.12. Okay. Um, let's say there's a price increase. So instead of them going in and changing the um the price what they'll do is make it unavailable for a while and then a new listing will pop up for it at the new price but then when you scroll down toward the bottom as you're you know going to submit and maybe go look for something else you'll see that still that same sold out or not available ad for the uh, the green tea that was at $3 and whatever, however many cents. It's like, why do you do that? Yeah, I don't study it that deeply. Um, <laughs> I don't I mean, study it deeply. I just notice. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't. I, I just want them to give me the shit that they say they have in stock. Now, one thing I will say about Walmart uh they will upgrade your shit <laughs> oh now that they will 
for, for and and they will give it to you at the price that you said you were going to pay for it. Yep, I, they and will. So I I, just, they yeah. do that. Yeah, they will do that. So I do appreciate that. Yeah, but other than that, you know, just don't tell me that you're out of stuff when 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 you first told me that you were. <laughs> like, don't. Uh, that's so annoying because now I'm expecting to get something, and it's not. And fun. sometimes I place. Sometimes if I was going to place an order in more than one place, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm thinking I already got it over here. I don't even look for it over there. So yeah. uh, anyway, yeah, they need to do better, especially now when they're increasing the uh, delivery. When the prices are going through the freaking roof. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm just talking about the delivery fees. I'm not even talking about the actual prices, which yes, have gotten larger, but have gotten bigger. But the delivery fees, and then they want you to tip these people. <laughs> I'm like, well, what the hell is the delivery fee for? I don't. I, well, that's for the company. What are you talking about? Um, exactly. But, but I'll say this: I don't have a problem with tipping. But sometimes the amount that they suggest tipping, it's like, are you serious? Right. Um. Yeah. And that's and that's my thing. Like, like sometimes you know they run these specials where you can get a you, you can get the delivery for free or you know for a dollar or whatever a dollar ninety nine. And when I get those, then the driver gets a bigger tip. Yeah. Yeah. But. If you're charging me, hell, $12, dollars $15, uh, nah, I ain't got nothing for you. <laughs> like, and it's messed up because they do give they do give the drivers part of that tip, but it's not like a large amount. I mean, they, and, it, and it's just, it's simple greed. I mean, welcome to America. Uh, I agree. Um, yeah. This yeah. is America. Um, it is. Because with the exception of Walmart, they don't seem to do it much. They don't seem to uh increase their prices more you know online than what you would find in the store but when you shop at like a place like kroger or any place like that you're gonna you're gonna pay anywhere between 10 to 20 percent more than what you would in the store plus i think they recently started um but they weren't doing it before you couldn't get things that were on sale like if they were on sale in the ad in the store they wouldn't show up as on sale on the website um, and so you're getting money on both ends. You're getting money from the delivery fee and the markup that you're putting on the individual items. It's just greed. Capitalism at its worst. Yeah. And then they took away my ability to go grocery shopping at two o'clock in the morning, which I do not appreciate <laughs> because I went at two o'clock in the morning because I don't like dealing with y'all. So now y'all are forcing me to go grocery shopping when people are there mm -hmm. because y'all can't deliver my shit right. So mm -hmm. anyway. Rand is done. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully they'll get that worked out. And I feel bad sometimes for some of the workers because I mean, I know they're stressed out because don't nobody want them jobs no more. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody and want any job anymore. Everybody thinks they should stay home and be taken care of. But and collect a check. Whole different subject. I don't know that that's true. Shit. <laughs> I just don't think that people I want shitty them. jobs. I just don't think people want shitty jobs anymore. Shitty jobs beats um, broke. Well, hell. Having a shitty, shitty job don't make you not broke. broke. Right. Sell weed <laughs> on just, the side. Now like, now hustle now shit. Just, now, you just, now you just broke with a shitty job. I mean, like that, y'all saw that dude in, um, I don't know, was he in Michigan or Illinois? The, um, the dude from Applebee's that ended up having to step down because he sent out that memo talking about... Oh, uh, yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who wants to work? Who wants to work for somebody like that? He was basically like, like, the economy's so fucked up, people are going to be running back looking for jobs. So we got them. So now is our chance to hire people in at low-ass wages, basically, is what he's saying. Like, like now is our chance to exploit 
our workers. <laughs> you know, basically. That's so sad. Who the who the fuck wants to work for somebody like that? That's sad. You know what I'm saying? Who and then the you wonder why. Who dumb enough to put it in writing and send it out throughout the internet? Yeah. Well, I'm well, but I'm just saying. He said, that, you know, he put the 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 quiet part in writing, but most of them act that way anyway. You feel it when you work for people like that, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you know, I don't blame people for not wanting to be exploited. I just really don't. Because if I'm gonna be broke, I don't blame people for that, but happen. do something. Yeah. Well. Sure, but why would I do something and still be broke? <laughs> you know what I mean? Something that I don't want to do and still be broke. Somebody who's treating everybody me like, got to do what they wanted to do for a living. There would be no janitors. I don't know that that's true. Some people like to clean for a living, or some people like to clean. I know people who clean who love who love to clean. Like that's their thing. And, Enough and of them to carry me, all the jobs. And believe me, if cleaning, uh, if, if you paid people more money to clean, probably the people who love cleaning would do that. Yeah. <laughs> but they, you know, but why would they do that when, you know, they, as you pointed out, they're going to be broke. So, yeah. Steal from the people you're they, cleaning up for. Apply so yourselves, go- people. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then there's that. Yeah. Listen, I've been hungry before. I don't understand not not hustling. Granted, yeah. it might not be the job you want. Granted, you might have to do some shit you don't particularly care for, but do it till you can put yourself well, in a position to do something you do want to do. Well, here's the reality of the economy that we live in. You can hustle without working for people now. Yeah, there are, easily. There are a lot of ways. There are a lot of ways to make money <laughs> legally without yeah. having to work for somebody. Who's going to try to exploit you? So yep, I'm and living proof. You still got to get off your ass and do it. Well, a proof. lot of people are. A lot of people are doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is what I'm saying. So that's why they don't want these crappy ass jobs because they have options. Mom and dad don't count. What? I said that mom and dad don't count. No. Do you know how many people I know personally? Like, I I have a friend who makes. She has an. She has a. She has a YouTube channel. She has a real job. Uh, she has a master's degree, and she has a real job. Do you know she makes more money off her YouTube channel every month than she makes? I believe it. Off, yeah. off of her real jobs. So you know, and and she yeah. has said. If she didn't love what she did, she would quit her job and go full time and do that. She would make a whole lot more money. So, you know, that's all I'm saying is if you're a crappy employer, why would anybody work for you when they can just not and still make money? Yeah. But anyway, make money and still make money (laughs) and still pay their bills, you know, and in some cases, you know, better than they would if they were working your crappy job that you're offering them. Right. So, just saying. You know, people say that that's a, uh, like a millennial and uh, Gen Z thing mindset. But nah. Nah, not a lot of lazy motherfuckers my age. (laughs) I'm, I'm Gen X and I fully understand. (laughs) <laughs> I, I am completely behind that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, there's that. Um, so, I guess we need to go to a more serious topic. An after-school <laughs> special topic. <laughs> Uh, shout out to all the countries where you have to worry about getting blown up and shit. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, probably not listening to this because you don't have internet access, but we're here for you, <laughs> you over the internet. Yeah. I mean, or maybe they do. Who knows? Satellites and shit. 
Um, so how to fight the onset of depression. Anybody? Anybody? Oh, well, as a person who has pretty much dealt with that kind of thing my whole life, um, I can feel it a lot of times coming on. Mm -hmm. Um, And music is a big part of, you know, my therapy, Uh, long drives sitting out by the water, kind of just trying to process my thoughts and, you know, bring myself some peace, trying to figure out, you know, where, where it's coming from. Um, Sometimes that helps. Usually. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But that's why I say sometimes. (laughs) But myself, like when I feel it coming on, I have to remove myself yeah. Yeah. from things that feed into that and people that feed into that. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, like some of my friends, just negativity, negativity, negativity. I have to remove myself from that situation. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't, I can't do that <laughs> right now. Now that's not always possible. It's not always possible to remove yourself from all of that. Um, but yeah, I try to surround myself with things that bring me joy. Um, it's basketball season that helps. Football <laughs> season helps. It's harder for me in the summertime <laughs> when I don't have those things. You know, WNBA. I'm sorry. No WNBA. Well, yeah, but that season is so short. Um, but I mean, it just—I don't know. It, for me, it's avoiding the things that I know are going to bring me further down into it, mm-hmm. and also, um, also. And I say this, and I don't mean to be glib. I I really don't. Because I understand that it is a hard thing to deal with. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you need extra stuff to get out of it. But for me, because, you know, I've, you know, they tried to throw so many medications at me. And I didn't really do well with any of them. For for me, <laughs> it was a matter of sometimes I just have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, am I going to be depressed or am I going to choose not to be? Mm-hmm. Like, just mm-hmm. that simple for me. Now, and I'm not suggesting that it's that simple for, for everyone, but sometimes that's what I have to do. I have to realize, you know, what's going on with me. And just make a choice that I'm just not going any further down that rabbit hole. Hmm. Magic? Um, for me, it's, it's difficult because during my 20s and probably into my 30s and teen years, I was self-medicating with alcohol, sex, and music. And I'm 46. I don't really put too much effort into any of those things anymore. Sorry, hoes, if you ain't catch me by now, you missed the good part. So I'm trying to find different ways to handle things. Right now, I I look at my children and I just laugh because, oh shit, I made people who the fuck would have thought that would have happened. Uh, I work. I don't know if I do it as a distraction, but whether it's my actual job or cleaning up or clean the car or something, I make sure I get up and get moving, jogging, mm-hmm. play basketball. Um, I do live on a peninsula, so at any given time, I could just sit on the river at the beach and 
watch the water go, watch the birds fly, fish swim, crabs crawl, all that good stuff. And probably the biggest thing is at this point in life, I count my blessings. I don't forget how hard life was before and what I came from. And there were times where I wished all I had was these problems. Like if I, myself from 20 years ago was looking at me now, I'd be like, punk motherfucker, this what you whining about? Yeah, get over it. So <laughs> well, I'm my own yeah. therapist. Well, yeah, a lot. Well, first of all, and none of y'all mentioned Jesus. Awesome. Anyway, well, <laughs> not I, um, but <laughs> I mean, my therapist is awesome. Shout out to her. Um, but I had to go through a lot of, you know, bullshit therapists <laughs> to find her. So if, if y'all out there talking about, well, I went to therapy and it didn't work. You may have to try a few different therapists before you find the right one. Um, but again, a lot of it is, um, like you said, um, I, I'm getting down, but then I tell myself, but look what else is good. You know, like, like, like yeah, look what's force good. yourself to think the opposite. Exactly. And, and pretty soon. And also, um, you know, I, I have a dog and I'm a dog person. So clearly dogs cheer me up. So that helps me as well. Um, I don't know. I watch YouTube videos <laughs> of, of, uh, well, y'all are going to think I'm weird. Well, y'all think I'm weird already. Aside from my pimple popping videos, I also watch, um, <laughs> I also watch like earwax removal videos oh. and ingrown hair removal videos. Like Jeez. that shit is relaxing. You know what I mean? Like that shit is relaxing to me. Okay. Mm. Uh, true crime. Like, I watch you know, porn. Listen. What? Said I watch porn. Oh, yeah. I watch true crime and listen to true crime podcasts and I get into those stories and, you know, and it's hard for you to feel sorry for yourself when someone is talking about how their child has been murdered. You know what I mean? Or, you know, or their parent or, you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's hard for you to feel sorry for about your circumstances in life when you listen to these people. So, um, yeah. Count your blessings. Over I, and over and over. I watch people like if I can't get out, I watch people either create like people creating art. Um, that helps me sometimes, and it's like it's soothing. It takes my mind somewhere else. Um, yeah, I watch videos of that, or I'll just find a good documentary to watch. That helps sometimes too. Yeah. Just something to take me out of the frame of mind that I'm currently in. And if I can stay out of it. And, that and that's it. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. You got to realize that the, 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 the depression, the feeling is a mental thing. You know, it, it, it's in your mind. And you can control your mind. Yeah. Now, I mean, and, I, and, and I'm not just saying, again, I, I don't want to be glib like, oh, well, that, you know, we fi I figured out depression. And, because I do know that sometimes it's, you know, chemical and you need to adjust that before you're even open to looking at, you know, the possibilities in your life or whatever. But, um, but yeah. Also, somewhere when I was younger, I seen that the yin and yang symbol is actually showing that everything is balanced. So no matter how much dark there is or how much light there is or how high things are, or how low things are, it's temporary. Like at your very lowest, things have to get better. At your very highest, things are only going to go downhill. You have to find a way to balance yourself somewhere in between the two so you don't get too high as the highs and two lows with the lows like 
the next phase is coming and you have to go through it. You can't get stuck on it. You can't succumb to it. You have to go through it and get to the next phase. You know what? That's interesting that you said that. I was having a conversation with a friend earlier today about, well, I think it might've been earlier today or yesterday, whatever, um, about how uh, right before COVID, <clears throat> I found myself getting into this, this funk about what I do, which I thought never would never happen. Um, I had spent years trying, or years, I won't say trying, but building my business. But in the process of that, I had one thing after the other, you know, and I'm not saying that my life was any worse than anybody else's or whatever, but for me, uh, for like six, seven years of building my business, well, six years of building my business, uh, life was really hard. It was just really heavy. One thing after the other, after the other, after the other. And uh, all of that, like, you know, several major deaths, my own illness, uh, just crazy stuff was just back to back to back to back to back. And it was like, once those things were no longer, let's just say, uh, a heavy presence in my life, um, I started coming down. It was like I was on autopilot for so long, not saying that I was handling anything well, but it was almost like there was too much stuff going on for like to get depressed, depressed, you know, like severe depression to kick in. And once everything started calming down and subsiding and some time had passed, I started coming down from all of that. And it was like the heaviness of it all just kind of crashed in on me. And right before COVID, what I thought it was is that I was getting burned out from what I do. But really what it was is that there was no balance in my life. And um, <clears throat> like I wasn't doing anything for me, um, for my happiness, you know, for my mental health, uh, health or self-care. I wasn't doing anything for myself. And that's where that major crash like came from. Like COVID was hard, but it was one of those things that it was like the kind of like the uh, an opportunity for me to kind of examine what was going on with me and my life and to take that time out that I needed because I was just grinding, 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 just, just, just making things happen. And it's like, I don't have a choice, blah, blah, blah. COVID was brought everything to a screeching halt. And it's so funny. Cause I was like, right before that, I was like, Oh, I'm slowing this down. And in 2020, I'm like, I'm slowing this down. I can't, you know, I can't keep going at this pace and this, this, that, and the other and said, and COVID was like, Oh yeah, you want to slow it down? Hold my beer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, it was like once everything came to a screeching halt and I wasn't dealing with customers, contracts, this, this, that, and the other, and blah, blah, blah. It's it just like, oh, wow. And it really made me realize it wasn't that you didn't no longer love what you do, which I didn't really think that was the problem. And I wasn't becoming burned out. What it was is I was becoming burned out from no, not having balance in my life. Um, and I was like, yeah, I got to start being selfish around this mug <laughs> a little bit. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That's an important thing. And yeah, I still don't I mean, do it often enough for sure. But yeah, but if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of nobody else. So if you fall apart, a lot of the links right. you built are falling apart with you. And that's exactly, exactly like what was happening. And what really mm -hmm. made me realize it is, is that, and I've said this before, even in this podcast, like music is such a major part of my life. And uh, it became a point where like the music wasn't helping. And I wasn't even thinking to, you know, use the music as my therapy anymore. It was just like, I, I didn't want to hear or, listen to anything like I'm not a big TV watcher by anyway but 
Like I didn't want to read. I didn't want music. I didn't want any of it. And it was just like, wait a minute, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like you tripping. So anyway, I said all that <clears throat> to say balance is important. So I agree with you. Balance is important. It's also um, good to know who you are. Um, <laughs> I, I know I say a lot that people need to own their shit. Um, one of the things that I have to own is that I am a control freak. <laughs> I mean, that, that's just no. what that is. <laughs> right. So when things start spinning out of control for me, I'm shocked. I get, that's when I tend to start getting depressed. And so one of the things that I need to do is take control of something. Like I, I'll, I'll give myself a goal. And, you know, work toward it. <laughs> I give myself a goal and a deadline and work toward it. And, you know, and then also because I tend to be a little <laughs> obsessive. Um, then I focus. On, right. Then then I'll start focusing on that <laughs> and not focusing on the depression. You know what I mean? You know what? I would do that. I would do that as well. But let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you how one of my friends called me out on my um, control freak issues. Like I, I don't, I don't know that I'm in the same realm as you as about it, but I do have my little things that I'm kind of controlling over. Like I'm a, I'm a planner by nature, and if I can have, or and I'm also a researcher. Also, I'll say I'm a researcher by nature, and so if I can have as much information about a possible. Um, situation uh, for me yep. that helps, right? So I'm looking to move <laughs> into this apartment building within the next couple of months. And whenever I move, whenever I go to move somewhere, um, I like to kind of scope out the neighborhood at different points. Like I'll go at night on the weekend and see if it's, you know, any craziness happen. Like if it's like loud when people generally party, I'll go, you know, maybe in the summertime, you know, just to see how the atmosphere is a couple of times, you know, just to see, you know, folks hanging out, you know, what it looks like. And um, I'll go during the day, you know, cause a lot of times a parking lot of a place will tell you, um, it tells you a lot about a place. Like if you're going somewhere between nine to five, not that people don't work at night, but I'm just saying, and now it's not even valid because of COVID, but it was before COVID. Um, if you go to an apartment complex that has, I don't know, 300 apartments or whatever, and the parking lot is like super full at one o'clock in the afternoon, um, <laughs> it's like, okay, so is this a place that low income, like a lot of lo either low income people that don't work or retirees or whatever, like what kind of place is this? Because most people, a lot, of, well, I ain't gonna say most, but a lot of people work nine to five. Um, so you would figure the parking lot wouldn't be full. Now that's my own little whatever. Okay. But so my friend goes, <clears throat> I was over there the other day and I said, I had said to him, I said something about whatever I saw out there. And he was like, what are you doing over there? Are you talking to the person in the rental office or whatever? And I was like, no, I said, I was in the neighborhood and I just decided to drop by, you know, just to check it out and see what was going on. He was like, are you serious? He just started going into this whole little thing. And I was like, listen, it eases my mind to be able to have some concept, idea, whatever, about the community in which I'm moving into. He's like, read the reviews online. I'm like, yeah, that stuff only tells you so much. You know what I mean? I need to see with my own eyes. But he just thought that was ridiculous that, you know, I was going by, you know, a couple of times or whatever, like kind of checking the place out. And I, I think it's necessary. So. Sure. Yeah. I, I thought mean... so. Make me feel, try to make me feel bad. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, before I moved into this place, I mean, I kind of knew which neighborhood I wanted to, you know, live, I wanted to buy into. And 
matter of fact, I was only looking for houses in this area, you know, in this neighborhood. Like I wasn't looking anywhere else because I knew where I wanted to live. So I get it. You know, you need to know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> anybody who's, uh, <laughs> anybody who's, uh, going through depression or they feel depression coming, uh, coming on, I wish you nothing but the best. Yeah, there's a commercial going on right now that says, if you can't find the words, find the lyrics. And even though that commercial aggravates me at the beginning, because it shows I've this- I've not seen that commercial. Oh, okay. It, yeah, <laughs> look it up. Um, it aggravates me at the beginning because it shows this like teenage girl sitting at the table and she's got like headphones around her neck and her parents ask her how was her day or something like that they said to her. And she kind of just rolls her eyes and doesn't say anything and, you know, kind of goes into this little funky attitude like type thing. And they kind of just look at each other like, see, you know, like, or whatever. And they're like, they're African-American parents and not being funny, but that's so not typical of African-American parents. They're like, what the hell wrong with you? Like, why would you roll your eyes at me? Because you know what I mean? Like, Mm, right. (laughs) Um, yeah. Um, Not to mention, I asked you a motherfucking question. Question. Don't sit there and roll like... your damn eyes at me. <laughs> the fuck? How you know, disrespectful. Right. If you don't want to talk about it, at least say that. But what you're not going to do is is just roll your eyes at me and not say nothing. Oh, no. Like, the, the look on her face was like, you just get on my damn nerves. And I was like, that yeah. part of the commercial well, irritates me. But the message, I'm good with the message. You know, it's like if you are a music lover, music yeah. can be um, a way to kind of take you out of your current situation. Get in the car, put on some yourself. headphones, do yeah. something, you know, just to kind of take you out of that frame of mind. Even if it's just temporary, sometimes that helps. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, can't find the words. Matter of fact, yeah, matter of fact, I have a playlist just for when I'm sad (laughs) of songs that I know are going to make me feel better. You know, optimistic. Uh, Not even necessarily optimistic songs, but just, you know, songs that are going to make me feel better. Like, seriously. You know, how are you listening to Katrina and the Waves seeing um, Walking on Sunshine and it doesn't cheer you up? Like, how? How? <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're, they're just songs that I can listen to and I know they're, you know, they're guaranteed to at least lift my mood, you know, at least slightly. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, at least slightly. Save that as a topic for one of these weeks. Oh, songs that make you feel better or songs for different occasions. That'll take too long. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So newsflash really quick, because I just saw something that just stopped me in my freaking tracks. I'm so excited. William Defoe is playing Nosferatu. Hmm. I'm so excited! Okay. I mean, is this a remake of Nosferatu? Because... Gotta be. Uh, it's not a remake like a, this like a, <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, or is it a new like iteration of it? Because... I, I don't care. I just can't wait to see him. I don't know. Well, we'll see. You know, I like a good vampire flick like the next person. And I love William Dafoe. Okay. (sighs) Willem, I'm sorry, Dafoe. Anyway. That was just my piece of joy for the evening. It don't take much. (laughs) It does not take much. (laughs) It's the little things. 
the little things. I'm sorry. I'm about to have a coughing fit. Hold on. Kofi. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's usually me coughing on a podcast. <sighs> okay. So... I just have to gripe this week. And I know I've been griping a lot lately. (laughs) But first of all, um, congratulations to Judge, soon to be Justice, Ketanji Brown Jackson, who was uh, recently confirmed to be the next uh, Supreme Court Justice of the United States and the first ever African-American woman to be appointed to the court. (laughs) That said, that said, fuck all you old wrinkled ass Republicans that were up there asking her the most racist ass questions I've ever Mm -hmm. heard in my goddamn life. Mm -hmm. Fuck all of y'all. Fuck all y'all news people who can't seem to get her fucking first name right as if it's hard. It is pronounced exactly the way it's spelled. So I don't understand why y'all fuck that up. (laughs) In all fairness, I watched Kamala's first speech just to see how she pronounced her own name. Okay. Kamala can be pronounced in, you know. A few different ways. I, like I can, yeah, like I can see people calling her Kamala, even though that's not her name. Like, like if you said Kamala, I can't, you know, I, I, I'm like, okay, it looks like Kamala. You know, Katanji looks like Katanji. It doesn't look like uh, Kantinji, Can. Cantari or any of the shit that I've heard her called. It doesn't look like any of that. So either two things are happening. Either y'all are mispronouncing her name on fucking purpose or you can't fucking read. <laughs> it can't be anything else. Um. Also <laughs> All them shriveled up white ass old men in the Senate that got mad after she was confirmed and walked their asses out of that chamber. (laughs) That shit was funny to me to see y'all old asses pitch a hissy fit. And you know what? That didn't stop anything. (laughs) Okay. And to all you right. crotchety motherfuckers, get the gas face. Exactly. Exactly. And everybody who was celebrating her confirmation uh, didn't miss y'all at all. And in fact, good fucking riddance to bad fucking trash. Okay. Um, the other thing that has been pissing me off this week And I'm going to try to be delicate about this. White people. I need y'all to understand something. I do not owe you my time and attention. I do not owe you discussion, conversation, depth, any of the bullshit you're looking to me for because you call yourself a, and air quotes are being used here, ally. Okay. Just because you call yourself an ally and you may be one does not mean that I owe you my time. Okay. And the reason I say white people, because by and large, it's y'all that think that if you want to have a conversation, then I owe you a conversation. 
Mm-hmm. Um, normally, black people get the hint real quick that I ain't trying to talk to you. <laughs> but don't walk up to me, even if we, especially if we know each other in passing. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a conversation about shit else. And now you want me, you want to come up to me and ask me my opinion on what punishment Will Smith should get. Mm. Okay, two things. When I tell you I don't care, (laughs) I mean, I don't give a fuck, okay? (laughs) Like, it doesn't affect my life one iota. Why y'all are so invested in it? baffling (laughs) baffling like i don't understand why people care so much about that i really don't it's just something to talk about i guess but the fact that you feel like i should have to discuss that with you or what i should have to explain to you the feelings of a lot of black people who think that you know because, you know, you heard a lot of black people saying that, you know, it was just a thing. He shouldn't be punished or whatever. Okay. But don't come to me asking me to explain these things to you. Because I don't get paid to do that. Sorry. Are, you, are you the representative? Like, <laughs> Well, and then there's that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Like, first of all, I don't speak for the black delegation, okay? That's the first thing. (laughs) And secondly, even if I did, I don't have to talk to you just because you want to know, okay? Oh, good boy. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know why y'all can't get that through your heads, that that we don't owe y'all conversation. I had a white woman this week, um who I was going to say we're friends, but we're not really friends. We're acquaintances. Like I know her in passing, in fucking passing. And then when I wouldn't discuss the whole Will Smith thing with her, she launches into this diatribe about how she doesn't understand how a lot of black people don't think he should be punished. And, um, she wants me to point her in the direction of, you know, uh, anything that she can read to help her understand. First of all, that ain't my motherfucking job. There are Wait, librarians what? in this Where world. Where do you find okay. these people? I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. People just... Uh, <sighs> I live around Dwight and them, so I'm quite often asked to be the going opinion on what black people think and do. Like we can't all be individuals. It must be so nice to be of another race where you don't have to represent your race in every fucking action you do. Okay. And along those same lines, let me say this to black people, just so y'all think, don't think that I'm just getting on white people. Let me say this to black people. Y'all need to stop insinuating that somebody is less black because they don't think the same way that you do. Because the first time white people try to put on us that we all think and, and feel the same, you want got to get mad about that. So quit telling other black people that they're less black because they don't this or they don't that. Um, although, um, if you say it because they put sugar on their grits, I'll allow it. You know what? Um, Go But other than Shout that. Shout out to Darius Rucker. <laughs> <laughs> but, but other than that, you know, um, let people be individuals. Cause damn. I had a thing where. I was back home for ninth grade, Plainfield, New Jersey, yay. And I was in Moundsview, Minnesota for 10th grade. And there was this girl in my math class I used to always tease for being the whitest black chick on earth. And one day 
She was just like, stop it. Look, I'm sorry. My parents were not born and raised in the ghetto and put me in a better situation where I could enjoy life. All of us are products of our environment. I am no less black than you are. And from that day, I stopped teasing people for that. Good for her and good for you. Yeah. Right. Shout out to you and your probably white husband now, Charlotte. Good lesson. Well, as previously discussed, she's probably in marital bliss. Could be. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, the growth is reduced to. <laughs> right. But I mean, honestly, I mean, I get that a lot because sometimes, sometimes the way I talk, you know, I don't use adjectives where adverbs should go. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I usually like to speak in terms of subject verb agreement. And apparently some people believe that makes me less black. So, but shame also, on your parents for putting you in position to live the American dream. <laughs> also, I don't give a fuck about what you think. So there's that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and also, um, I think it's funny because once they realize, you know, because people will try to tease you or whatever, and once they realize that that don't move me in, in any way whatsoever, they stop trying to tease me about it because, you know, like like you're trying to make me feel bad about something that I don't feel bad about. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, you're hitting your head up against the wall. I'm just, you know, living my life. So there's that. Like it's going. Okay, folks, I have to wrap this up because I hear a hollering baby outside. Yeah, and uh yeah, we we can wrap it up. I just wanted to uh I just wanted to express my disdain for those things. Understood. So. <laughs> Outro magic. If you like the show, tell a friend, tell a foe, tell a hoe, and if you don't tell anybody you know. It is the Threesome Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, the Threesome Pod on Twitter. Bye. Yours. Magic's going to hug kids. Uh, nah, they with their mama. Going... Oh, well. Magic is going to I'm going to play with himself. I'm going to call the woman that I've been ignoring to do this show and fall asleep on her while she's on the phone. Do that. (laughs) And um, Star is going to um, stop the baby from crying. I'm going to walk the dog. Adios, people.